Good day, gentlemen, and I'm going to kick off the show the same way as always. I'm going to give you the three key points of this week's episode. The first one is I'm going to explain exactly why you have enough time to train and that claiming to not have enough time, in my opinion, is an excuse that you can overcome. Number two is how to adapt your training as you age. And the third one is whether or not there are diminishing returns to resistance training. So if you're a dad that is short on time, or perhaps you're a bit older and think your weightlifting days are behind you, then I urge you to stick around to the end of the show because this episode is perfect for you. Welcome to Fitness for Fatherhood, the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and a newly minted dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. All right, before we dive into the show this week, it's a bit of a special episode um, because, as many of you may know, I am a South African, and this morning, uh, that is the 29th of October, in my time, South, uh, South Korea, we, South Africa, the Springboks, won the Rugby World Cup, and I just want to say a massive congratulations to the boys, and it wasn't an easy ride for them. I think they had to play each of the top six nations on their way to winning the, the World Cup. So massive congratulations to them. And it just reminded me how important sport was for me in my in my youth and growing up and how sport actually instilled in me a lot of discipline and a lot of healthy habits that I still carry with me today. And, you know, just those of you who are parents, um, you know, this is a, a podcast geared towards dad, dads specifically. And so those of you who are dads, I really, really urge you to encourage sport with your kids, both girls and boys. Um, I really think that within within the sporting world, no matter at what level your kids participate in, there's so many great lessons to be learned about health and fitness, about being part of a team, and about losing hum- with, with humility, losing in a humble way, and also, you know, winning in a respectful way. There's so many lessons that you can take away from it. Sorry, that's going off on a bit of a tangent there, but I just thought it's something that I, I had to mention. And uh, yeah, credit must also go to the All Blacks who somehow managed to stay in the game, even though they were down to 14 men for almost the entire game, which is an incredible feat in and of itself. So congratulations to the All Blacks for really uh, not capitulating and not making it easy for the Springboks. It was a great game of rugby to watch. Alrighty. Um, those of you who can hear, my voice sounds a bit different today. I have been battling with a bit of the flu now um, for geez, the better part of a week. I think today is day four or five. And uh, I'm feeling a bit better, but it's pretty much all just moved up into my Nose, so I am sounding a bit nasal on the microphone. So if you can hear a difference, that's uh, that's the reason. And I am feeling a bit flat and low in energy. So 
excuse me if I'm not super excitable on the microphone today, um, but I just had to get this content out. Um, you know, it's one of my rules. Uh, I'm trying to commit to more episodes per week. I used to have a great routine at getting these episodes out, and um, once the baby came, it became a little bit more difficult to do so. But I'm trying to get back to three episodes a week, and I released one earlier this week, so this is the second one this week, and then hopefully from next week when I'm feeling a little bit better and healthier, I can get back to three a week without any excuses. Um, and speaking of excuses, and now I'm going to sound like I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but the one thing that I that I never make excuses for is going to the gym or missing the gym, to put it in better terms. And I think that uh, what I've gathered from speaking to lots of dads, especially in the online space, is that many men seem to have problems with their time management around creating a window of time to train and to exercise, especially after becoming dads. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of men in groups online and in, in groups online, and they said to me that you know they thought that they would have a bit more time when their kids were a little bit older and then it just always seemed to get away from them and um, they never really got back into the habit of training again and it's something that that they urgently trying to to get fixed and remedy in their lives and so on that point a couple of things that i want to say is that for me and my wife um, i'm very lucky in that my partner is also committed to fitness and health and she uh, went back to gym as soon as she could after giving birth, after having a C-section. And so I guess it does help to have someone in the in the relationship that also prioritizes health and fitness because that's something that I have put at the top of my list to get done regardless of what happens. At the moment, I'm not training because I'm sick and I don't want to exacerbate the sickness. I want to get fully rested and recovered before I hit the gym again. But when I am fit and healthy, what I do is I do it first thing in the morning. So I get up at about 20 to 6 in the morning. My gym only opens up at 6 a.m. I think I've spoken about this before. And I go and I hit the gym while everyone else is still asleep. So it's out of the way before work. And then the rest of the day is mine. You know, um, It's a non-negotiable for me. And I think sometimes what happens is the barrier for a lot of people is that they think that they have to go to gym X amount of times. They have to spend X amount of minutes or hours in the gym for it to be worthwhile. And to that effect, I would say that if you're struggling to create a habit and a routine around going to the gym, I would consider doing something at home first. And once you feel like you've outgrown your home workout in terms of the gains and the progressions you're able to make, then maybe it's time to set up a gym membership and go out of the house and start training again in the gym. Because once you've established the workout at home, you've removed the barrier of actually starting to work out. It's going to be one less barrier for you or hurdle for you to overcome when you want to transition to going back to gym. And something that I've taken a lot of interest in is there's a lot of a uh, lot of information, a lot of resources on the internet about military kind of training. You know, things that military guys often do when they are away from the weights and things like that. And something that I really, really would recommend for you is <clears throat> try something called the PT Pyramid. 
That's pull-ups, push-ups, and sit-ups. And uh, what you do is, is that you do a pyramid of one to ten, if you're capable of doing so, um, or you structure the pyramid in such a way that you can handle the load, I guess. But what, what I would do is I would do a pyramid of one to ten and then work all the way up until I reach failure and then work all the way back down. So let me explain what I mean. In the first set, you're going to do one pull-up, two push-ups, and five sit-ups. And then in the second set, you times by two. So two pull-ups, four push-ups, and 10 sit-ups. And then third set, you times by three again. And then fourth by four, and so on. Until you can't do any more, or if you can get to the ten, the 10th set, that's great, then you come back down the pyramid. And sure, are you going to build a Mr. Olympia type body? No, I don't think you are. But what you are going to do is you're going to be able to start enjoying the process of working out again. You're going to take pride in your body changing and getting stronger. Um, it's going to be able, you're going to be able to overcome the hurdles because all you have to do um, is buy a pull-up bar if you don't have one already, which is relatively cheap these days. Make sure you get something that's sturdy and reliable. And for the other two exercises, the push-up and the sit-up, all you need is, an, is a gym mat, a yoga mat. And I'm pretty sure nowadays you can get very inexpensive yoga mats for, in South Korea where I live, you can get them for less than $5. So that's not really an excuse either. And basically what you want to do here is what I'm trying to get you to understand is that you don't need an hour to do a work like that. And you just need to do it, you know, three times a week and get the habit started. And once you get the habit started, and once you start feeling the gym bug and start getting excited about training, going to gym is going to be an absolute breeze. So, you know, I think <clears throat> this whole thing about not having time, I think is you're setting yourself up to, to fail because your mindset is saying, I don't have the time because you're starting to think it's going to take me 20 minutes to drive to gym then it's going to take me an hour to work out, I drive home another 20 minutes then I have to shower. I don't have the time for all of this. So what you do is let's simplify, bring it into the home and do this, these pyramid style workouts and they can be done in 20, 30 minutes max. Do it, as I said, at the start of the day before your family wakes up and I promise you it's going to be a massive benefit to your mindset and to obviously your health and your fitness moving forward. Okay, great. So I, I hopefully have helped some of those of you that I've spoken to online that mentioned to me that you don't have time and I think that what I'll do is I'll put a, a resource in the show notes if I didn't explain that pyramid clearly enough, you can click through there and uh, download it directly from the military website that I was looking at. Um, and I thought it was a great idea uh, to start your journey if you're someone who's struggling to get the motivation to go and train or feel as if you don't have time to train. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat's a little bit dry. Um, all right, so the second point that I wanted to talk about today is adapting your training with age. And this kind of came into my mind because uh, my dad was had mentioned to me that he's noticed 
that he's starting to uh, realize that he's losing a lot of his muscle mass. And I think it's something that, as a man, as we age, can really affect us mentally because we see our physical stature, our physical strength and muscles deteriorating before our very own eyes. And I think my dad was always very fit and healthy. He was a bodybuilder when he was younger as well. So I think for him, um, it's been been quite shocking to see the amount of sarcopenia that's starting to happen in his life. And um, I want to address some of the things for those older dads who maybe are feeling the same way that my dad feels. Um, so where do I begin? So I'm just looking at my notes here quickly. And um, I think that the first thing I want to say is that your age is going to matter here. Someone who's 60 years old and someone who's 45 years old are very different. Um, it's my sort of general rule of thumb that someone who hasn't reached their sort of early to mid 50s, your training is going to probably be, is going to probably look the same as how you're training now. You might experience um, so some diminished power, so your speed of bar might change, but in terms of body composition, muscle mass, and uh, and those sorts of things, and the ability to build a bit of muscle, you'll I think you're going to be surprised at your body's ability to hold on to your gains, especially if you're someone who's been training for a long time. If you're an untrained lifter, um, it may be a little slightly different story. But even if you're untrained, there's still a huge room for you to get into the gym and do some resistance training. Um, because you're still going to be able to put on muscle, you're still going to be able to change your body composition, even right into your early 50s, maybe even mid 50s. Um, where we see the uh, the real issue starting is kind of like 55 and older, and those are issues with senescence, the process of just naturally aging. These processes start to ramp up tremendously and. Um, and as I said, you know, like my dad is experiencing now, he's seeing quite a steep decline in his muscle mass and his performance and his explosive power and those kinds of things. <clears throat> and so what I want to say here is that if you are somebody who's a bit older, um, what I would recommend is that I think there does have to be a shift in your training. I think that you, you're probably not going to be able to be doing the, the kinds of big compound lifts in terms of actual sheer volume of weight that you were doing when you were younger. Um, and I think also what I, what I do recommend for older men is you're going to noticeably experience a shift in your power, your ability to output force. Um, so your, your one rep maximums might not seem to be affected much, but your ability to explode in movements, you'll start to notice that to diminish quite rapidly and quite uh, it's going to be quite abundantly clear that that's going to be disappearing and as well as your balance. Balance seems to take a big hit as we age as well. And, you know, the thing is that if your balance starts to go and you are an older gentleman, I'm now talking beyond 60, I'm talking, you know, 70, 80 years old, a lot of people nowadays are relatively frail when they reach 70 or 80 years old and having a slip or a trip and falling 
is equivalent of a medical a medical emergency for a lot of older people. A lot of older people die from tripping and falling. And so uh, one of the big benefits of weightlifting, and I'm, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but one of the big benefits of weightlifting is that you're going to be able to maintain your strength and your balance so that you don't uh, you don't have as much of a risk falling over and tripping because you're stronger and able to maintain your strength without falling over and hurting yourself. <clears throat> um, one of the big things that does obviously happen when we hit around 40 and onwards is our, our hormones shift dr- drastically as men. Testosterone goes down. And so over time, that is going to that is going to affect your strength and your ability to recover. And um, your body composition will also change. Uh, but those things will, as I said, deteriorate at a slower pace than your explosive power. So you don't have to worry about those as much as you do your explosive power and your balance. That being said, you know, I've always been somebody who's very keen to look into TRT when I reach the point um, that I feel like I need it. And so if you have the means and that's something that you have thought about doing, maybe that's something I can talk about in a later episode. Um, but, you know, speak to your doctor about that if you if you have the means and want to go down that road. It can really help in terms of senescence and and losing the power and the muscle mass and all those kinds of things. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I think, I hope that I've uh, kind of touched on some differences between younger and older trainees there. So in a quick a quick summary on those points is that as we age, we have to, in my opinion, change from those heavy compound movements where we're setting PBs and just doing uh, quite impressive feats of strength in the gym to a more holistic approach of maybe a little bit of increased cardio for heart health, um, a lot of balance training so that we're not going to lose our footing when we get bumped or trip, and then um, some some power work, some some drills and exercises where you're focusing on exploding and doing explosive movements so that you slow down that diminished power that you're going to experience as you age. All right, and then finally, and this one will probably be, be a bit quicker, is uh, I want to talk about the diminishing returns of weightlifting. And this kind of also links back into the second topic that I talked about. Um, I think, you know, something that I've been thinking about a lot is I don't feel as as strong as I was when I was younger in my 20s in the gym. I'm now 34 years old. Um, and it's actually particularly in the movements that seem to require a little bit of explosiveness down from the from the bottom of the movement. And um, I'm not sure if it's all in my head because I've bought into the fact that my power might start to diminish as I get older. Um, but something that I've come to terms with is that there's a level of strength that you have to achieve once you age that is going to make it easier for you to do the simple things 
of daily life. Like, can you carry the groceries home? Can you carry them up the staircase? Um, do you struggle to stand up if you're seated on the toilet or on the couch? Um, or do you need you know assistance from somebody? Or you know you need to put your hands out to get yourself up off the couch? Um, do you lose your balance easily? Those kinds of things. Uh, I think training and specifically weight training, resistance training, is going to help you to overcome all of these issues that um, are kind of more functional in nature. And um, what I recommend as we as we age is that you focus on your body composition. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean, how what is your body made up of in terms of fat and muscle? Look, I'm not one to sugarcoat things, so let me just say it as it is. If you are overweight, your likelihood of dying at an earlier younger age is very, very evident. So um, you want to look after yourself as you get on in years, and you want to make sure that you are holding on to as much muscle mass as possible and that your diet is set up in such a way that you're not gaining unnecessary weight and that you're trying to keep that body fat down to as low degree as possible. I mean, I look at videos and pictures of of guys that live in the in the indigenous cultures and these gents are, you know, 50, 60 plus and they are lean and muscular. Yes, they're not massive because they're not doing um you know, heavy weightlifting kinds of exercises, but they're doing a lot of endurance stuff and they just look like they're in such great shape and so healthy for their age. It's it's insane. So, I mean, if they can do it without all the technology in the world, of course, they live a very active lifestyle. Um, but if they can do it with all the, with with none of the technology that we have, I'm sure that we can get it right as well. Um, and so, yeah, set your set your body composition up to in such a way that you don't risk dying younger than you than you ultimately would if you looked after your own health. <clears throat> And uh, how would you do so? I think that something that I've thought about is I would love to start doing a little bit more cardio as I as I age. Um, that's just to get the heart rate up to make sure that the heart is being exercised as well as the other muscles of the body. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I want to do a lot of balance exercises and maybe in future episodes I can talk about the kinds of balance exercises that would be important to to do. And then again, working on those explosive movements. And something that I think is very important is maintaining your strength around your spine and your back. Um, a lot of people lose that strength in their back. And then, as I said, you know, they lose the ability to perform functional things in the day-to-day life. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where I want to wrap things up is that, you know, so in terms of diminishing returns, do you have to have a 450-pound squat when you are 50 years old? Of course, absolutely no, you don't. Um, But what I would try to aim at is try to maintain a level of strength that is, for your lower body movements, maybe one and a half times your body weight. So if you're weighing 100 kilos, can you do... 150 kilo squat uh, for upper body maybe in a range of one t- 
one times your body weight, or maybe one point three on the on the higher edge, higher scale of things. Um, but you just want to make sure that you have enough strength in reserve as you age, so that you're able to do the basic operations in life, so that you don't get frail and weak and potentially are at risk from breaking a hip or something like that when you're older. Um, yeah, I hope that this episode um, speaks to some of the the older dads. I know that this is normally geared towards new dads and younger dads, but you know, with with being exposed to these conversations with my dad and other dads who are a bit older and hearing from them firsthand how they're struggling to deal with this transformation in their lives, I just thought it's something that's important to address and speak to because we're all going to get there someday and it's important to address it and wrap it up now. Nip it in the bud now, as they say. Um, yeah, thanks so much for, for tuning in. And again, I apologize for my lack of energy and the nasal sound to my voice. As I said, I do have a bit of the flu and uh, hopefully by next week I can I can revert back to my normal self. And so I hope that today's episode is a help to you and you can take away some actionable things and incorporate them into your fitness and health program. And uh, yeah, to any South Africans listening, just want to say again, I'm a boko boko. Well done. They uh, did an amazing job to win the World Cup. And until next time, stay fit, stay healthy, and strive to be the superhero dad that your kids look up to.